Tonight, I want to, to share with you some personal experience I, I had with God this last week. So I'd like to talk to you about overcoming the spirit of fear. Break free from the influence of the spirit of fear who wants to make our present miserable and compromise our destiny. So the, the passage of the scripture I'd like to read with you, with you is in Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapters 14, verse 5 to 9. Before I read this passage, uh, I'd like just to explain a little bit what was happening uh, here in Numbers 13 and Numbers 14. It's a very well-known passage of the scripture. The people who are believers and Christian, we know, we're very familiarized with this passage. But if you are watching us and you don't know the Bible or you are new in the faith, then I want you just to share a little bit what's happening, what was happening in this situation. So the people of Israel was slave in Egypt for over 400 years. And then God rescued them. They, they escaped, they left Egypt. They were in the way to the promised land of Canaan. And then in the middle of this process, God told Moses, Moses, take one man of each tribe of Israel. Take one of each one. Twelve guys from each tribe of Israel. Take the leaders of them and send to the Canaan, to the promised land, to spy the land. Send them to see how the land is. It is how is the people who live there. How, how is the everything? So they went there, and they stayed there for 40, 40 days. And then he saw, they saw that the land was very good. The land was amazing. They, they found a, a bunch of grape so big that two guys was necessary to, to carry the, 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 the bunch of grape. They put a pole in the middle of the bunch of grape, and they brought the, 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 the bunch of grape so amazing was the land, was a land who was, as the word say, a, a land that flows with milk and honey. And then when they came back at four days, they gave it the report. And they start to say, you can read it in chapter 13. Uh, and the Moses, oh, how was that? And then he started to give the report. Well, the land was very good. The land looked the, the grape, looked the fruit. The land was amazing. The land of flows with milk and honey. That's true. It's a beautiful place. Then they start to say the negative part of the report. Then they say, however, however, this however is always a trouble. You know, everything is going well. And then suddenly start the however. But however, in that land, we saw the giants. We saw the descendants of Enoch. The people who lived there, they, they were strong. And uh, we felt ourselves... They said in verse 28 and chapter 13, we felt ourselves in our own eyes, we were like grasshoppers. And we saw, and we do, we were in their own eyes. So they, they went there and they, they got a good part of the report. Oh, that's beautiful, that's nice land. But when we were there, we saw the giants and then we saw ourselves like grasshoppers. And then I think it's better things for us to go back to Egypt. And the people, when we got that report, they got scared. They start to weep. But just two guys, Joshua and Caleb, they, they saw the things in a way 
in that heavenly perspective, then they start to say, and the, it is exactly the, the passage I'd like to read with you in verse 5. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their face before the assembly of the congregation of the people of Israel. And Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore the clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, the land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly, exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us to this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for, for they are bread for us. Their protection is removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Lord, I pray and ask Holy Spirit that uh, you can use me that uh, your message can be delivered and the people who are listening to me right now, they can be free from every spirit of free, is fear. They can be released of every chains. And then the, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the, and the power of your word, that can be blessed powerfully in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I was saying, they got the report and they got scared. They got the report and they start to weep, they start to cry. 10 got a negative report, just two with positive report. 10, we, we want to go back to Egypt. We want to give up of this idea of a new land. It's better for us to go back for our comfort zone, the place where we, we know so well. Just, just two, just two guys, Caleb and Joshua had a different spirit. I want to say to you tonight, first thing, be careful. Be careful what you have heard and who you have heard. Be careful what you are listening. Be careful from who you are listening. Because sometimes you are doing well and then suddenly a wrong conversation with a wrong person and then your heart is confused. Your mind is confused, and then you feel yourself in a situation that is not good for you. This week I had an experience with the spirit of fear. I'm not coming to a place where I want to teach you something that I didn't live. I want to share with you something that I lived this week. And my experience was like this. I was speaking with a guy. He's older than me. And I was sharing with him some projects, some dreams I have in my heart. Next year I will be 50. Then I am praying, I'm considering a lot of things in my life. I'll be fifth. And then I need to do some change. I need to put into practice some dreams, some projects that is in my heart. Then I, I was thinking, well, I need to speak with someone with more experience than me. I need to speak with someone that uh, have more knowledge in some things that I'm dreaming of. Then this guy called me. Then, oh, wow, this guy. This guy is the one I will talk with him, I will share my thoughts, I will share my dreams, projects with him, because I think he's a friend. Then I was speaking with him, and the guy was listening. And then every time I say something, he said to me, well, that's good, but, well, that's good, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's nice, but. And then every time he say, but, he brings with uh, 
terrible, terrible things for me. Then when I finished the conversation with this guy, after maybe half an hour of conversation, I was so heavy. I was so discouraged. I was so, you know, my heart was, you know, I was feeling some strange. Then I was thinking, well, maybe it's not for you. Maybe this project is not for you. Maybe you, it's better for you to reconsider if you're going to do or not to do. Then I went home. And then I was with my heart so heavy. Then the Holy Spirit told me, do not accept the influence of the spirit of fear in your life. Do not accept the enemy to put fear in your life. Take a position. The enemy is using that guy's mouth. Like, he, like the enemy used the report of the 10 spies. When they brought a negative report and all the people of Israel was afraid, thinking to go back to the Egypt, thinking to go back for the to the place where they came from. So be careful, Marcelo. Then that moment, I took a decision. I took a position, spiritual position. I started to pray. I started to pray and I declared to the Lord, Lord, I do not accept this spirit of fear over my life. I do not accept. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Get out of my life right now. Man, I tell you, I felt something being getting out of my body. My head was like this and I feel very good again. So the Spirit of God starts to say to me, how many people in this pandemic situation, a lot of bad news everywhere, a lot of people in despair, a lot of people saying, oh, you know, this new normal is going to be a problem, this new normal this, this normal that. But I believe one thing, God is in control of my life and your life in Jesus' name. And we need to discern, we need to be careful who we are listing from, what we are listing from, what, because today we have plenty of information on the internet. We go to the internet and we see a sea of information. We see good preachings, we get a lot of things, but some things is not from God. I need to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, put a filter in my ear, put a filter in my eyes. Help me to discern what is from you, what is not from you. Because sometimes I think people, they do things with a good intention. I don't think the guy I have a conversation this week, he had a bad intention. I don't think he was try, trying to scare me. But somehow the enemy used him and I accept for a while. Then I want to tell you tonight, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, teach me. Help me to discern what is from you, what's not from you, because in this time of big challenges, there are a lot of opportunities as well. There are big challenges. We don't know what's going to be next year. We don't know how's going to be this new normal. But one thing we know, God is in control of everything. If I believe in him, I trust him, I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to fear. The only kind of fear I have to be is the fear of the Lord. It's not fear of being scared, but the fear of uh, respect, reverence to the Lord. The second thing I, I want to tell you, this is spirit. The fear is a spirit. The enemy sent this kind of spirit. There is a kind of psychological spirit. The psychological spirit is normal. We have, we, we have fear and the fear alerts us of the presence of some dangers. Sometimes it's good to have some kind of fear. But the fear that's positive is the fear that makes us to seek God. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, 
There is a passage very well known in the, in the Bible. The king Je Jehoshaphat, he received the report. And then the report said, oh, king, get ready because three might arms is coming. They are coming against Judah. And the word of God that, the word of God says in verse 3, that uh, verse 3, the king Jehoshaphat was afraid, but his fear made him to seek God in a way more deep, more profound. And he proclaimed a fast in all his country. So it was a fear. He was afraid, but he wasn't paralyzed. He wasn't like, oh, I want to go to bed. I want to disappear. No. He was afraid, but it was a kind of fear that made him to seek God, to proclaim a fast, to proclaim a time of praying for all the country. But the fear, when it is a spirit, and the spirit wants to paralyze us, is completely different. We need to take some spiritual attitudes. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, the word of God says, for the weapons of war, our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Amen. The weapon, the weapon of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We need to take a position. We need to pray in a deeper way. We need to pray in a kind of more intensity than we normally do because we are in the middle of a big warfare. The enemy wants to make our presence a misery. They want to make us to live in a kind of a mediocrity. But God has powerful things to do in our lives today. And not just today. The attitude we have today will determine how it's going to be our future. And the enemy wants to make our present a misery. Suffering, afraid, scared. And then we are, when we are influenced, we, when we are under the influence of this kind of spirit, we take wrong decisions. We, we dishonor God like the people of Israel did. They prefer to believe in a report of 10 guys who are scared than to believe in the promise of God. And then it brought consequence. It brought serious consequence over the, all that community. Many of them died in the desert. They, they didn't get in the, in the promised land. But God wants me to understand. God has not given to me or for you a spirit of fear. But God gave to us a spirit of power, spirit of love, spirit of self-control. The spirit of God is not the spirit of fear. God didn't call me on you to be afraid, to be scared, to make my presence a mess, a hell, because I cannot see the things that God has prepared for me. And I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray to God tonight to release you from everything that enemy is trying to do to make your life a misery. And you live in panic and anxiety and fear. You cannot see the perspective of the Spirit. When we are in the presence of God, we can see the perspective of the Spirit, not the perspective of our flesh or our human capacity. I remember the one experience I had in Brazil a couple of years ago. 
uh, I was in, in the church, in my office, and then suddenly a couple came to speak to me. And they came, oh, we need to speak to you. This is very urgent matter. Okay, they came to my office. There was a couple, a very dear couple. And the lady was in panic. The lady was crying. And then, how can I help? What's going on? And the lady was like this. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a homeless. I don't want to live in the street. I don't want to see my kids starving without food. Then she was crying. She was saying things like this all the time. I don't want to become a homeless. I don't want to see my kids starving, blah, 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 blah. Then I, when, you know, when you were speaking with someone and then I, back in my mind, I was thinking, well, I need to find a way to help this family. I need to find a way to... To, 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 to buy some food for them or to raise some money to pay one month rent for them or something like that. And the husband, the husband didn't say any, anything for a while. And the lady was scared. The lady was crying, really crying. I'm not exaggerating. She was really crying. And then when she finished, I told to her husband, what about you, sir? Would you like to say something? And the guy told me, you know, pastor, I don't know why she's like this. Uh, I lost my job, but I got very good money when they, they fired me. They made me redundant, but uh, they paid me a lot of money. I have enough money to cover all my expenses for the next six or eight months. My car is full of food. We just came from the supermarket. My rent is paid. I have money for minimum six months. Even eight months, I have money, enough money to, 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 to live well. Then I, I looked to her, but why are you crying? But if it, if it is, if it that, then I, I understood. That lady, she was under the influence of spirit of fear, intimidation. She was suffering for something that didn't happen, something that never happened at all. And the, the same thing the enemy wants to do with me and with you. You got anxiety in your heart. You start to think, oh, what about tomorrow? What about next year? What about December? What about Christmas? What about I don't know when? And I tell you, God is taking care of you today. And the same God is taking care of you today. We'll take care of you tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. He's faithful God. Do not allow the enemy to bring wrong things in your heart, in your mind, in Jesus' name. We need to get free from this kind of things because the first stronghold we need to see breaking, destroyed, is the stronghold in our minds. When you think you are something that you are not. When you accept someone else's report about your life. When you accept someone else's ideas. God spoke to you. If God spoke to you, believe in the things that God spoke to you. Sometimes we need to, to list the opinion of one, two, three. Sometimes it's good. But you need to understand. Sometimes the things that God spoke to you, he spoke with you. It's for you. It's not for someone else. I remember back in 1997, I was living in Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo is my hometown. And God told me, I want you to go to Recife. Recife is northeast, 3,000 kilometers from Sao Paulo. Then I started to pray and I spoke with my leaders. Then I told them, I, I want to go to the northeast of Brazil to plant a church over there. And then I was engaged with Fabiana. We, we were not married that time. 
And I spoke with Fabiana, and Fabiana, oh, for me, that's fine. Then a friend of mine, a pastor, older than me, he came to me holding my arm, and he told me, I heard that you want to go to northeast of Brazil. And uh, northeast of Brazil is, uh, in that time, was so, it's, it's poor than southeast. Sao Paulo is a, is a big city. And northeast of Brazil, sometimes some regions are very poor. It's not uh, sophisticated like uh, Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo is, is the biggest city. And the guy held my arm and told me, I heard that you are thinking to go to, to, to northeast. Yes, I'm going. And he told me, can I ask you something? Don't go. Why you say that? Don't go. Here is your hometown. Here is your family. Here is everything you need. If you go there, the church is not going to, to give the support you need. I have seen a lot of pastors, missionaries. They go somewhere else and the church just abandoned them. And they suffer. They lost the faith. They lost everything. Then I looked to that gentleman. And I told him, thank you for your advice. But I think God is not a God of confusion. If God spoke to me something, I believe in what God spoke to me. And I'm going to obey what God spoke to my heart. So sometimes people with good intentions come to you and start to say things that you, to scare you, to, to make you to be afraid. And I, I want to exhort you, to encourage you. Remember the things that the Holy Spirit spoke to you in Jesus' name. This enemy, this spirit needs to be overcome. We need to destroy how we can do this. The first thing, we need to know the truth. John 8:32, very well-known passage of the scripture. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We need to know the truth. We cannot accept the lies of the enemy. Bigger, stronger is the God that is with us than anything that is against us. We need to take a decision. We need to seek God. We need to understand the truth of God for our lives. We need to list the voice of truth and the voice of the lies of the enemy that always saying, you can't be careful. Maybe, however, but, and I want to tell you, seek the truth of God to your life. Do not rely in the report of the majority. Ten against you. Ten with a report in a negative way. Just to say, it's possible. Let's go. Do not be afraid. Do not fear them. Come on, guys. Do not fear them. We can get it. God is with us. But unfortunately, that generation, they prefer to accept the report of 10 guys than to accept the report of two guys. Sometimes we see the social media. A lot of people saying the same thing. I have two girls, two daughters. One is 20, another one is 13. And many times, she say, they say to me, oh, everybody's doing, everybody's going, everybody's doing this. And I always say to them, to, to them you are not everybody. <laughs> everybody's doing, but you are not everybody. You are not everybody. You know, sometimes the majority is doing some things, but you need to believe God has specific path for you, a specific way for your life. You need to trust him. You need to understand that bigger, even if we face difficulties, challenges, the enemy wants to scare us, even though if everything, this, this kind of things happen, 
we need to understand God is in control of our lives in Jesus' name. There is a passage very well known. It's Joshua 1, verse 9. And God said to Joshua, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. What a passage. You know, sometimes we know so well some passages. And we believe that this passage carries power, carries the truth of God for our lives. And the word of God says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We need to take the truth of God for our life. We need to, when you, you know the truth, when, when you go to the scriptures and you read 1 John 4, 18, when the word of God says, the perfect love casts out fear. Listen to this. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. Perfect love casts out fear. When you discover the perfect love of Jesus Christ, when you discover, when you understand in your spirit that God is with you, when you understand that you are not by yourself, God is with you, you can be in peace. You can understand, I'm feeling the love of God. And the love of God, the perfect love, cast out all the fear. The second thing to overcome this spirit is prayer. Oh, what the news. <laughs> prayer, of course. But I want to tell you, it's not uh, like uh, before food prayer. Thank God for this new amen. It's a spiritual warfare. It's a kind of deeper intercession, deeper level of prayer and intercession. Sometimes I think, my friends, that we are so polite with the enemy. And I think we cannot be so polite with an enemy. Here in London, I've, many times I met people so educated, so polite people. And sometimes I think we, spiritually speaking, we are so polite as well. And we are going to pray, and we say something like this, Mr. Enemy, could you leave me alone, please, in Jesus' name? And the enemy say, no, I'm sorry to disturb you. You know, <laughs> friends, I think spiritually speaking, we need more aggressivity, you know? We need to be more bold. We need to be more you know, full of the, the boldness of the spirit because God didn't give to us spirit of timidity, uh, timidity or fear or, you know, discouragement. God gave to us a spirit of power and this spirit of power make us to get in the spiritual realm in a different way with boldness, with assurance that enemies under our feet in Jesus' name. We have this authority. We read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God didn't give to us spirit of fear, but spirit of power, love, and self-control. In Jesus' name, I want to release this word of your life. Uh, I have many experiences 
against this spirit of fear. A couple of years ago, I was not far from here. I was actually praying in Hyde Park. Sometimes I, I like to go to a park to pray. And I was praying. I was walking and I was praying. In that time, it was many, many years ago, we used to use a, a, a building of the Salvation Arm, not far from here in Portobello Road, the Salvation Arm. And then I was praying and I was felting so heavy. I was, I was felting so discouraged. I was felt, I was feeling so afraid. The enemy was bombarding my mind. And I was praying like this, oh Lord, have mercy of me, Lord. Oh Lord, have mercy of me. Jesus, help me. Oh Lord, have mercy of me. Jesus, help me. Lord, have mercy of me. My, my prayer was like this. I was, you know, oh Lord, oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, help me. I know, I know sometimes doesn't matter how shout, how strong you are praying. God knows everything. But in that circumstance, I was going to Salvation Army because I had a service that day. And then I was in the Portobello Road. And Portobello Road is a very exotic place. We can see people from different places. Very weird people, different people, alternative styles. And then God starts to say to me, you need to rebuke this enemy. You have to pray in a more energetic way. This kind of prayer you are doing is not going to work. Shout out, shout, pray, intercede. Then I start to think, but people are going to say I'm crazy. And God told me, don't worry about you be crazy in this place. A lot of people look crazy in this place. <laughs> don't worry about that. Then I tell you, I raise up my hand and I say, in Jesus' name, enemy, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I, I declare you have no power over my life. You have no power over my mind. You have no power over my heart. You have no power over my ministry, over anything in my life in Jesus' name. Then I felt a release. People start to look to me like, oh, this guy is crazy. I don't care. What I know, the enemy tried to bind me. The enemy tried to hold my heart, but God brought me deliverance. And I want to tell you, every time this enemy come for one way against you, they came from one way, but the word of God say, they came from one way and they need to flee from you from seven ways in Jesus' name. Don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid. Maybe you are getting from God a direction to give a step, step of faith. Get out of your comfort zone. And the enemy, oh, you know, it's better to guarantee what you have than to start to dream too much. Be careful. And I, ask you, I, I want to tell you, don't let the enemy compromise your future, your destiny. Do not allow this happen. Do not allow the enemy to put wrong things, wrong information in your heart. If God told you something, believe in God. Do not be afraid of the unknown. It is very interesting time we are living. We are getting to a season that, uh, what can we expect? How is gonna be this new normal? I'm a pastor for 20-something years. And sometimes I think, how's going to be the church when all the restrictions will be lifted? There is no more restriction. Everybody can go to the church as they used to go before. How's going to be? How's going to be this unknown? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm waiting to see. But I know one thing. God is waiting for me and for you in the unknown 
because he's there already. You don't know, but he knows. He is the Alpha and Omega. He's there waiting for you. He's not going, you are not going by yourself. We are going with him. He's there waiting for us in Jesus' name. Don't be afraid to try and fail. It's better to try and fail than never try. Oh, but if I try and fail, okay, at least you try. Because I think the, the worst failure is you never try anything. You complain, you want something different, but you do nothing different. I want something different, but always doing the same thing. It's crazy. It's nonsense. If you want something different, and God spoke to you, I'm calling you for a different season, for a new season in your life. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid because if God is calling you, he will take care of every aspect of your life. Don't be afraid to be criticized. Sometimes we are, we want to please everybody. Jesus didn't, didn't please everybody. Jesus couldn't please everybody. You are not pleased everybody. You are not going to please everybody. Some people are going to look to you, are you crazy? Are you insane? What are you doing? What are you living? The place where you know, where you have everything to go and to do something totally different. I tell you, do not be afraid in Jesus' name. God is waiting for you in the new place that God spoke to you. I'm not saying that you're going to leave church, okay? I'm not saying that God is moving everybody from original place, because sometimes it's, it's, it's small things that God is wanting to change us. And the enemy wants to scare us. Be careful. Don't do this. Be careful. Stay. And I want to tell you, do not be afraid. God has something powerful prepared for you. Sometimes we think that fear is a simple thing. It's not a simple thing, guys. It's not. Because the first feeling was fear because of the giants. But after the fear, they start to grumbling against Moses. And they got rebellious. And the consequence of this fear and grumbling, murmurations, uh, rebellion against the direction of God brought over their lives. Terrible, terrible consequence. Then I want to tell you today, if you have to take an attitude in your life, take it right now. Put your hand in your mind and say, Lord, I do not accept anymore. The enemy scared me. The enemy made my mind a kind of stronghold of his lies. My mind is free. If your heart, put your hands in your heart and say, Lord, I cannot accept anymore to have this fear in my heart, to be scared to take some attitudes in my life. Sometimes we cannot control what we feel. Sometimes we feel some things. We cannot control what we feel, but we can control if we are going to allow our feelings to direct our lives or not. I have fear of some things. You know, sometimes I fear some things. But I tell God, God, I'm fearing. I'm a little bit afraid of this, but I'm going afraid, any, no problem. I go in this situation. I'm going to overcome my fear. I'm going to overcome my feelings. Doesn't matter how I feel because God didn't call me to walk by what I feel or what I, what I see. 
God called me to walk by what I believe, and I believe in him. He is in control of my life in Jesus' name. I declare this over your life tonight. In Jesus' name, do not allow the fear, intimidation of the enemy to paralyze you. Read Acts chapter 4, John and Peter. They went to jail just because they prayed for a guy in the front of the temple. Then when they left the jail, they seek the brothers. They seek the, the church. And they did a powerful prayer in Acts, Acts 4. And asked for God, God, give us boldness. Give us boldness to announce your word. And I declare of your life, instead of a spirit of fear, spirit of boldness. Spirit of boldness, but not a fleshly boldness. But a boldness comes from the spirit that break every chain, break every lies, break everything the enemy is trying to put in your life to hold you back. And I declare, God wants to make you free. You are not going to be scared of any bad news. You know why? Because your heart is firm in the Lord. The last passage I want to read with you, Psalm 112, verse 7. It's an amazing passage. We are living in a moment of a lot of bad news, a lot of people saying bad things, but the word of God says, if I fear just the Lord, if my heart is on him, doesn't matter what people are saying. Verse, Psalm 112, verse 7. He's not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. 